what is up everybody thank you for joining me this week i hope your day is well night afternoon whenever this audio reaches you i hope you are doing well so last week i took the pressure off of recording it was my birthday week (laughs) so i had a day of absolutely nothing i didn't want any applications i didn't want to worry about cooking work i just wanted to chill in my pajamas and do whatever it is i wanted to do and for that week i pretty much was focused on organizing 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 and i spent a lot of time with my kids i was able to toss out a lot of old clothes and broken toys i think my kids room alone They had like four or five bags of just junk, which is crazy to me because I don't even buy a lot of stuff. I like the minimalistic approach to the home and life. So unless it's something that adds absolute value to my life, I don't buy it. So yeah, I don't like a lot of clutter. So um, that's really is what I spent my week doing, like bulldozing through the house. (laughs) And I also was able to assign my kids chores because I'm like tired of cleaning up after them and they need the responsibility. So we were incorporating that last week. And then we, for the first time ever, had like a family meeting because little people deserve to be heard too. And we started the family board game night, which was a lot of fun. We played like a detective game and then we had a pie face game that we played. So I had a lot of fun. But now it is time to get back into the swing of things. Towards the end of last week, I started to feel super antsy. I don't know if you guys felt it too or are you still feeling super antsy? Like for me personally, I was all over the place. I was trying to go back to nursing school for some reason to further my education. I was so serious. I was making pros and cons lists of all the schools I had in mind. I was looking into intuition and fees and calling the schools up, trying to get the ball rolling. Thank God I was getting sent to the voicemail. (laughs) Because they probably would have all my money this week. And I was also looking into this one herbalism school in particular. And I was thinking about the podcast and energy work. And by the end of the night, I was so tired, but I couldn't go to sleep. And I did that for a couple of days. I was just feeling like a hamster on a hamster wheel. Then I finally like pulled myself together and did some energy work on myself. And then I also had one of my friends do some energy work for me on my behalf. And I finally started to feel more like myself. And I spoke to a lot of my friends last week and they also agreed that the energy just feels off right now not so much antsy like you know I was feeling but that something is happening right now big shifts are occurring so I think um that is what I want to talk about today but before we do 
let's do a card pull from the starseed oracle deck by rebecca campbell um, the artwork is by danielle noel and when i tell you this is like one of the most beautiful oracle decks i have ever seen the artwork is phenomenal so let's get into it So the card that fell out of the deck was the Whale and Orca Elders. This card is all about sharing your song, frequency of sound, and diving deep. The Whale and Orca Elders are benevolent cosmic beings here to anchor a frequency of love onto the planet, to harmonize it with their song. As they weave around the oceans, they do so much more than that. Their physical presence affects Earth's magnetic field and their harmonics call us to wake up and remember our own soul song. Looking into the eye of a whale is something you'll never forget. Whales see into your very being and in an instant you're changed forever. They see beyond the physical, the woundings, the identity, the personality, and the story. They see right into your soul. If you pull this card, you're being called to, to surrender to your deepest truth and share it with potency, to bow to who you truly are, to stretch your heart wide enough to hold it all, to leave your fears, doubts, and baggage at the door, to question any part of you that doesn't feel good enough. The whale and orca elder wants you to give others the privilege of seeing who you really are and for you to see the same in other beings to drop your hang-ups and personality flaws and get busy revealing the unique notes your soul came here to sing allow the song that echoes in the four chambers of your heart to eliminate <laughs> eliminate <laughs> in all four directions. Peel back the layers of suffering and pain and reveal to others your soul's true song and endeavors to see the soul of all you meet. Starsee Soul Inquiry, how are you being called to share your soul's unique song? I think it, for me, might be singing bowls and light language. What about you? How are you being called to share your soul's unique song? Emanate. Emanate. <laughs> oh, this is too funny. <laughs> you know, I'm done trying. Let's just get on with the show, shall we? So, big shifts are occurring on Mother Earth and have been for quite some time now. I think I'm just really starting to feel those effects now. Earth has her own consciousness and vibration and when we begin to work on our own stuff and elevate, the planet ascends as well. It's my personal belief that we are connected to each other and everything around us more than we know. And since that whale and orca car fell out of the deck, I guess this is just my chance to share my thoughts on sound. 
one of the many ways we connect to Pachamama and the world around us. Now, this is just my personal belief. So take it with a grain of love. Um, take what resonates and leave the rest at any time. So sound is not only deeply healing, but I think one of the key connections, how we connect to Pachamama is through sound and our relationship with water. So we know one of the reasons why we are able to thrive as a race on earth is because of water. Pachamama has lots of it and over half of our bodies are made up of water. We've seen a Dr. Emoto experiments with water crystals and how thoughts and the vibrations of our words carry and affect those water crystals. And I absolutely love the Harmony of Spears theory by the Pythagoreans, which is all about the moon and the planets and how they give off a sound or vibration, which affects life on earth. The sounds are musical, but the the frequency is so low, um, we can't hear it with our ears, but each planet gives off a specific music interval or tone. And then we, you know, see the videos on YouTube and, and Instagram, Facebook of cymatics, which they basically demonstrate sound waves and how they go through matter, water and sand and leaves behind a geometric pattern. In a way, it really reminds me of sacred geometry. So when I see things like that, uh, those patterns being created through water and our bodies being made up of water, then I can't help but to think what's going on with the water within us. And the last thing about sound I want to talk about comes from a book I read many years ago. Um, it was a really good read. And it leaves you with a lot of questions. Um, but there was a snippet about sound and language that I really liked and it hasn't left my mind since. So I put it up on my phone and it says, your language is encoded and sounds create reflected images that stimulate and structure consciousness. Spoken words carry different vibrations than written words. We like to play with both forms of language. When we speak, our annotation has its own signature to it. And we use supple variances with emphasis on particular sounds. We select with care what we intend to express. And we have certain ways of using each word. We know that you hear one thing, but that the sound we make carry an entirely different meaning to your body. When you come into our vibration, you are getting many, many instructions, triggering layers and layers of knowledge. There are the words you hear that you think you understand, and there is the space that occurs between all words, which is another teaching in and of itself. And then there are sounds we make, the echo, in yourselves to tell you a Palladian story. The inner and outer workings are coming together to speed up your evolution. In the beginning, there was the word and the word was sound. 
This is how creation sprang into being. Sound affects all of you and is changing your planet. Yet you do not realize the subtlety behind the process. And it goes on and on. But I thought the part about the spacing between words and the supple variances and emphasis on sound was interesting. It reminds me a lot of light language and how we don't know what we're saying, but we can sense it and feel the effects on an energetic level. But back to the shifts that are occurring within us and around us. Um, with all of this stuff going on, it allows us to use higher vibrational healing energies at this time, which is very exciting. I always felt like part of like my main purpose here is to help with shifting the consciousness, even though I really have no idea what that means. I can't stop saying it, and I know it to be a deep truth of mine. I think the part for me is I get tripped up a lot on the how. I'm a very curious person, and I want to see a step-by-step -step game plan. Um, but anyway, I keep just showing up every day and saying with the awareness of my I am presence, I am open and ready to receive and allow whatever needs to happen to happen. The loss of a job makes room for better opportunities to come forth, which actually happen. Ending a relationship gives you the opportunity to love on yourself more deeply and invite in more love to come. And as soon as I said that, the magician card popped into my mind's eye, which um, is about, you know, you're allowing room for more magic to come, allowing yourself to tap into your full potential instead of holding yourself back. The magician part of you knows that you have everything you need at your fingertips and you possess that now. The magician is really good at manifesting. We create, we are co-creators. And when we begin to tap into our inner world, the outer world will take shape. And I think that is all I'm going to say about that. Um, but with the awareness of your I am presence, I am open and ready to receive is a good mantra to have. I learned that through John Armitage, who channeled... Ascended Master Saint Germain for the healing modality known as New Paradigm Multidimensional Transformation. And since we mentioned planetary and personal ascension, a lot of people are curious about what it is exactly. I thought it would be a good idea to share some of the energies available to us. And the amazing thing is you don't even have to learn this modality to utilize some of these healing energies for yourself and others. So New Paradigm is all about love without conditions, non-judgment, freedom from fear, empowerment, and mastery of self. It is very similar to Reiki, but more expansive. Some Reiki practitioners explain it as a spectrum within a system. In New Paradigm, we use Mahatma Energy, which is love without conditions, or what I like to call it simply unconditional love. 
Love is such a powerful energy that can literally transcend, heal, and uplift you and others. This is a ninth dimensional energy and you don't even have to be part of New Paradigm to use it. A lady I like to follow is Diana Cooper and she talks a lot about this beautiful energy. And I'm pretty sure if you go on YouTube and look for some of her meditations, you will find her using the Mahatma energy. Experience it for yourself. I believe love is one of God's greatest gifts he has given to us. We also work with the energy of Shambhala, which is an energy present in all dimensions, but primarily the fifth. This is the collective energy of ascended and galactic masters as well. So ascended masters are beings who have once had a human life and reached enlightenment in that lifetime. For example, that would be people like Jesus, Saint Germain, Buddha, Kuan Yin, and so forth. But it also shares the collective energy of um, beings that hold that same high frequency such as archangels, angels, Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene. Um, and then when we talk about galactic masters and beings, we're talking about beings from a star nation such as the Palladians, Octorians, light beings, members of the Council of Light, and so forth. Beings that really want to help uplift you and the planet. Now, not everyone will experience ETs. I experience them, but the next person's experience may be totally different from mine. And of course you should have seen this coming. We work with the Violet Flame, which is a spiritual flame of transmission from St. Germain's. This flame clears old karma, wounds, dense energy, and transmutes them into something positive. We learn how to fill you up with beauty and grace and no paradigm, but of course you can use this flame at any time. There are tons of meditations using the violet flame on YouTube, and there are tons of books available talking about the violet flame. There is a woman, Elizabeth Clare. A lot of her work involves St. Germain and the violet flame. And what else? There are books, I am discourses, volumes of them that talk about the violet flame and I am presence and cover divinity. In the workshops, we learn to work with our I am presence a lot. Your I am presence is a version of your higher self, one of the closest versions of yourself that is closest to source. Unlike your soul, which is very wise, may carry some imperfections like traumatic experience from this life or past lives. In shamanism, we learn to do soul retrievals to bring back parts of the soul essence, so to speak, that may have fragmented off due to trauma. But with your I am presence, that really doesn't happen because your I am presence is aware and knows I am divine and understands and recognizes that divinity within. The last thing I want to share with you guys today is about the chakra system. In the workshop, of course, we do like a ton of activations and clearing meditations, but we really um, focus on upgrading our chakra system to 12 and the DNA as well. So we have seven chakras in the body. 
five outside of the body. We really have um, more than seven chakras on the body. We got a lot of minor ones in the feet, knees, hands, and so forth. But we really focus on those main seven, and then we focus on the outer five. And there is actually more than 12 chakras. A really good book to read is Earth, the Palladian Keys to the Living Library. Early on in the book, it talks about there being more than 12 chakras, they are spreaded throughout the universe and galaxies, but trying to contain and house that information in our physical bodies will just be too much for us. And I don't know why, but I'm thinking about the movie Lucy, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the movie, um, it has something to do with drugs being inserted or implanted. Once upon a time, they said humans used about 10% of their brain, but now studies are showing that we use 100%. I'm not really sure, but for the sake of the movie, we're going to go with 10%. So the drugs were implanted in Scarlett Johansson and... I guess they exploded and allowed her to go beyond that 10%. So like at 20%, she had developed echolocation. And then she went on to 30, 40, 50. And she was really able to sense, manipulate, and interact with the environment around her. You know, it's a total Hollywood movie. Um, at 100%, she turned into a freaking USB. I'm not saying you're going to turn into a MacBook Pro or something like that. But I'm just saying um, or pointing out that her physical body deteriorated from so much information trying to be housed. Um, and then when you think about it, when you're trying to gain and house that much information the physical body really serves no purpose anymore. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, the comparison with the chakras. I'm not saying um, the 16th chakra or 13th chakra trying to integrate that would be a problem, but trying to integrate the 54th chakra might be a little much. So um, we do safely know we can integrate 12 chakras. And that's pretty much what we focus on um, in the workshop. And it really heightens your awareness and you are able to interact with the environment around you and understand yourself more deeply. Like the movie, you're not going to be doing all that fancy stuff, but just saying um, you do get to understand the environment around you more deeply and yourself as well. And I do feel like the clairs, the clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and all of those are really um, part of your natural inheritance. Okay, this is the last thing I promise. I forgot to mention grounding, grounding, grounding. I have to remember that myself. Grounding, grounding, grounding. With all these big shifts going on within us and Pachamama, it is important to stay grounded through meditation, breath work, taking a walk in nature. And one of my favorite things to do is earthing, walking barefoot. It's really cold in Wisconsin now, so I can't do it till this spring, this summer, but I love to garden barefoot. That's just like my thing. But 
grounding is so important and needed at this time. And I think that is all I have for this episode. I love you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Peace and light.